Hey family, it's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well and I'm excited to welcome you all out to part 19, I believe, of my Purpose Signalist course entitled How to Not Settle. So if you're watching me live right now, come on into the broadcast and as you come in, definitely let me know what city, what state, what country you're watching from. And if this is your first video of mine that you're watching, man, and you feel like this is something that will aid your walk with God or help you better understand yourself, go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. I would love to have you a part of my online community. And for those who's been rocking with me, whether it's been 12 years, uh, 10 years, two years, or two months, or even 20 minutes ago, I want to say thank you so much for subscribing. I kind of an honor to serve you all, that you all will see fit, that the uh, resources that I provide will really help you in life. So let me check the chat box, see who's all here, and then we'll get into our notes. And make sure you go to my website, uh, lifework.teachable.com, my course website, lifework.teachable.com, and download today's worksheet. As we talk about settling, because I have an activity that will really help you really process whether or not you are settling, uh, whether you are settled in God or uh, setting yourself up to settle. But let's get right into the chat box, see who's here. Eve Maddox, what's going on? Kia J, what's going on? Uh, through Christ, are we united? Hey, what's up? Sugar Mama, yeah, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Jay, hello. God bless you too, fam. DNL Soto, John Heath, what's going on? Hey, Coach, I purchased your book. So excited. Thank you so much for purchasing them. I greatly appreciate it. And speaking of books, the, what, the book that sparked this course is this book right here, The Purpose of Singleness. So go ahead and get that on Amazon and all that good stuff. Well, let's see. Uh, Enoch, what's going on? Bless you too, my brother. Uh, Carmen says, greetings from Dallas. Thank you so much for watching. Fun with Tasha Brown. What's going on? Natasha Lambert, greetings from St. Vincent in the Caribbean. Thank y'all so much for joining me both on YouTube and on Facebook. Do me a big favor and share this broadcast out to as many people as you can that you feel will benefit from this resource. But with all that being said, the chat box has stalled for a little bit. Oh, love from Ireland. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. Thank you for watching from Ireland. But let's get right into today's uh, lesson. And we're going to be talking about how to not settle. But our main thought for today's uh, discussion is this, is that... Um, don't settle, be settled, right? Our main thought for tonight's lecture is don't settle, be settled. It is better to be single than to be sorry. Again, our main thought for today's lecture is that um, don't settle, be settled. And what that means is don't settle, but be settled in God. And it's better to be single than to sorry. My main uh, points for tonight's lecture is... Um, uh, what does it mean to settle? Why people settle? Signs you've settled and how to not settle. Today, we're going to be talking about what does it mean to settle? Uh, why people settle? Signs you've settled and how to not settle. Let's get right to the next slide. Let's get right to the problem. Many singles or people are settling for things significantly less than their worth. They are settling for things that are outside of God's purpose and plan for them. Many singles or people are settling for things significantly less than their worth. They are setting, settling for things that are outside, <clears throat> excuse me, outside of God's purpose and plan for them and are suffering the consequence. So many people right now, and in, in regards as well as singles, are, are 
unsure of themselves. And by them being unsure of themselves, they're settling um, for relationships, they're settling for friendship, they're settling for a way of life that is significantly uh, 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 below their worth. Anything, even if it's a small uh, 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 change or below your worth, it's a significant blow. And what you have to understand as a single person is that you got to understand that there's value in your singleness and that there is a presence that God wants you to settle in. It is his creative presence. It is his assuring presence that allows you to be who you are, uh, who you were created to be. And when you begin to navigate from tapping into that presence and then be uh, 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 peering over the fences to uh, have a way of life, and that 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 is below your worth, then 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 you won't be able to really succeed and follow through in your purpose. You have to know your worth to be able to determine worth. See, see, if you don't know your worth in God as God's daughter, as God's son, you won't be able to determine worth. And so many people right now cannot recognize what true worth is. So when they see a young man, they think that man is someone special. When they see that young lady, they think that someone is special. And usually when you're looking for yourself outside of God, you would then find yourself operating below value, operating below worth. And what happens is when you start losing understanding of value, then you will settle for something that's far below your value. There's a lot of people right now in relationships right now with people that everybody, including their haters, can obviously see that that person is not good for them. Is that you? Are you in a situationship? Are you in a relationship? Are you in something right now that is far below your worth? But worth recognize worth. Value recognize value. When you know where your worth comes and you know who you are in him, then you will be able to recognize them and to see if they even should be a part of your life. Many singles or people are settling <clears throat> for things significantly less than their worth. They are selling for things that are outside of God's timing, God's plan and purpose for them. Let's get that going. Let me get that up real quick. Give me one second. There we go. Many singles or people are selling for things significantly less than their worth. They are setting, settling for things that are outside of God's purpose and plans for them, suffering the consequences. Right now, I, I, I pray that you are rejoicing at what your uh, earlier self has done. But when you get so caught up in God is taking too long, um, God must not love me, uh, God is too busy for me, I'd rather have someone than to have no one, then you'll find yourself losing the value of who you really are in Christ. Let's keep going. Next slide. God never intended for us to settle for anything that was not sent by him. God never intended for us to settle for anything that was not sent by him. He desires for us to be settled in him, not to settle for things outside of him. Listen, everyone. God says, man, your true value, your true worth is in me. When you settle in me, when you get settled and get comfortable, not necessarily get comfortable, but, get, but become assured and become certain of who you are in me, then you will be able to see what I have for you. It is very important in your singleness to bask in God's presence, to tap mentally into his presence. We, we all know that nothing can separate us from God, that it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. It is not that we're separated from him in proximity in regards. It is that we're separated from him in perspective. So when your mind taps out of him, you 
you'll be like Peter sinking in the water. And so many people, instead of walking on what was designed to sink them, they are sinking in the midst of it. But when you keep your eyes on God and you keep your minds on things that are above, when you are focusing on what he has for you and who he is to you, then you will be able to find yourself rested in him, at ease in him, trusting in him, and not worrying about whether or not someone or something's going to be in your life. And when you're not content in him, you will go looking for other things to determine your value. But when you already know that your value is in him, you won't, you won't set yourself up to settle. God never intended for us to settle for anything that was not sent by him. He desires for us to be settled in him, not to settle for things outside of him. See, what deals are you accepting? What deals are you settling for? Are you settling uh, uh, for a settlement that's far below your worth that you rather? I, listen, it's, it's better to be single than to be sorry. Hear me closely. It is better to be single than to be sorry. There's a lot of people right now sorrowful with consequences surrounding them because they settled. It is, I'm telling you, you are blessed. You are blessed to be single. There's purpose in it. There's value in it. But if you get so caught up on competing with that other person, knowing that comparison is a thief of joy, then you will find yourself envious and jealous and out there leaving God's peaceful pasture to go to some other place to find your worth. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people sorrowful right now, wishing they can relive their singleness because they know that the person that they settled for was far below their value. You. That's why you can't allow the devil to infuse your mind with uh, with with ideals and perspectives and doubt and hate and self hate about yourself. Who cares what happened to you ten years ago? Who cares? God is a present help in a time of trouble. God wants to help you. God wants to heal you. God wants to renew your mind, but you have to let him. And so many people are selling because they're their value determined about what happened to them. I don't care what happened to you in your past. Your past does not determine your value. The only thing in your past that determines your value right now is what Christ did on the cross for you. That's the only thing in passing or in the past that determines your value. And when you know that, when you look back at your life, you will say, my past is a place of reference, not a place of resonance. If you keep living in your past, you will devalue your present. Your past was meant to just be a reference point on how to live today and how to operate tomorrow. But when you get so caught up on, but Josh, but Josh, I was this, I was that, I was abused, I was used, I was I was infused with false ideologies, and Josh, I don't see myself as valuable. Or on the other flip side of the coin, Josh, I'm sick and tired of being alone. I'm sick and tired of these loneliness and it creeping around me. God saying, man, you was never alone. I was a present help. You just did not recognize or acknowledge my help, but you thought that you was good enough to help yourself. It is better to be single than it is to be sorry. It is better to say, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to get moving. I'm going to get productive and I'm going to maximize this season because the years you spend maximizing your singleness, whether you are single for another three years, four years, etc., is going to be greater and shorter than someone that got married before you and now got a, got a divorce and now back 15 years behind where they could have been. You see what I'm saying? So what is what's best to do right now and say, God, I'm going to settle down in your presence where the fullness of my joy is and where the strength is for me to navigate the difficult seasons of season of singleness because they're just brief, brief, tough moments. 
And yeah, that's right. Mostly when someone hurts you, it affects the way you move in life. And God is like, man, I didn't hurt you. I'm the one that's here to heal you. So many people are not willing to settle into God's presence where there's a fullness of joy, which would keep you from comparing, which would then also where the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength, which you would then be strengthened to navigate the tough seasons of singleness. God is your only hope and strength. But if you tap into your own strength or you allow loneliness to warp his, warp your mindset, then you will be sorrowful later. There's so many people that wish they can get on this broadcast right now to, to, to tell you all, do not do it. Do not settle for him. Do not settle for her. Let's keep going. Next point. Why people settle. Let's get into that. Why people settle. Before I get into that, let's get to some scriptures. Um, Psalms 37, 7. I got maybe three that I really want to highlight right now is uh, Psalms 37, 7. It says, be still before the Lord. I love that. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. What the scripture saying, it says, be still before the Lord. See, it's hard to be at rest in front of other things. It's better or it becomes easier to be settled when you in front of the right person, right? When you are still before him, that means that I recognize who he is. I understand his power. I understand his perspective of me and I understand uh, who he is as a person. So I'm going to be still before him. I'm going to be present before him. I'm going to be in tune before him. I'm going to say, God, I'm here before you. What do you have for me to do? How can I serve you? It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. When you are enamored by him or in awe of him, you're not concerned about what's outside of him. It's simple as that. When you begin to see the beauty of God and, and who he is and how, how amazing Jesus is and, and what he did for you and how proactive he is in your life and how he is uh, enabling you through his spirit to do ex exceedingly or doing great things, man, you will be like, you know what, God? You dope, man. You amazing, God. I don't care if you never bring, like you got to be in a place in your heart where you're so in love with God that you're like, God, I, I don't care if I never get married. Now, I want to get married, but God, I want to let you know that I love you more than marriage. I love you more than money. I love you more than anything that I want to manage in life. And that has to be a mindset where you're able to say, you know what, God, I'm so in love with you that, that I'm distracted. You're distracting me from distractions. God must be a distractor. The, the one that you will say, I'm always before God. I love going before God. You, these notes don't just come from my brain. These uh, books and ideas don't just come from my brain. They don't come from that. It comes from me being still before the Lord and waiting patiently for him. God, I, I get that. I get my meeting time with God. I get there early. God, what do you have for me? Anytime God wakes me up at three in the morning, two in the morning, four in the morning, I get up, wipe the crust off my eyes and say, God, here's your servant. What do you need? Because I get so much from God. Like my niece and nephews will tell you, that when they roll with their uncle, they guaranteed to get something. So when I go by there, whatever I got to do, and I say I got to go somewhere, who's hopping in the car with me? Because they know if I ride with my uncle, I'm guaranteed some snacks. If I ride with my uncle, I'm guaranteed something from GameStop. If I ride with my uncle, if I'm before my uncle, if I'm in the car with my uncle, I'm guaranteed to get something. That's how I am before God. God, you going where you going to the store, God? God, you going to what? Where you going? You going to, you going to what? Oh, okay, I'm going with you. Put on my clothes. I'm going with you, God. Where are you going? 
I, I'm going with you. Hold on. Give me one second. I'm going to get ready. Because I know when I go before God, I'm guaranteed something. And it's not necessarily I'm guaranteed something tangible. I'm guaranteed a, a joy. I'm guaranteed peace. I'm guaranteed perspective. I'm guaranteed creative ideas. I'm guaranteed so much. So I don't mind doing what Psalm 37 says, being still before him and waiting patiently uh, for him. And, and, and that has to distract you from fretting or being concerned or fretting not or fretting yourself over one who prospers in their way. Do you know these marriages and relationships are prospered in their way that the prospering of that relationship wasn't from God? And so you're envying someone that has to utilize their own energy to sustain that relationship? You got to you got to be distracted by God's presence and say God Hey, what do you need from me? These six books, these seven books, the seven book I'm working on now, six books, two card games, three courses, 1,500 videos. That's coming from being still before God. Because I know God, man, God, God's guaranteeing me something for me to do. Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Man, you don't got to have vengeance. You don't got to, you don't got to try to say, I, uh, but before you get in a relationship, I'm going to get in one. I'm going to beat you too. I'm going to show you that I'm happy. God said, don't worry about that. All you got to do is be silent. When everybody's talking about your singleness, when everybody's talking about that you're missing out, when everybody's talking, all you got to do before God is be silent because God has already fought for you. God, and things have already been done for you. The man that God has for you is being worked, working on as we speak. The woman that God has for you is being worked on as we speak. They got a sign that says under construction as we speak. There's buildings, vineyards, things that you have to build, vineyards you didn't have to tend. That's already yours. So while everybody's chirping, while everybody's talking, while everybody's talking big about their relationship that's prospering in their own way, while everybody's talking about their ministry, their business, etc., while they're talking, while they're talking in ways that's making you feel bad about who you are and what's going on, that's right, my sister, be silent. Just sit there and just say, you know what? I ain't going to say a word. Because the God, the God who is my God, he already spoke in my life. That's why you got to hold on to what God spoke about you. You got to hold on to what God said about you. You got to hold on to that because people are going to try to talk you out of your mind, talking you out of your stillness, talking you out of being before the Lord, talking you into fretting over what they're doing. But all you got to do is being silent. <clears throat> For the Bible says he will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. So you don't got to say a word. They're strict in silence. There's strength in silence. There's weakness in loudness. There's strength in silence. Tweak that. But there's uh, insecurity in loudness. When you're quiet in the midst of people talking, God will speak for you. But when you speak before God, you're, you only rely, you're only going to benefit from your own words. I'm not going to speak because I'm only going to speak what's in alignment of what God has spoken. And all I got to do is be quiet because I don't want to mess up nothing. That's why I'm being silent. <clears throat> I don't want my own words to fight against what God is fighting for. So I'm going to be quiet. They can keep talking. Let them talk. All you do is while they talk, you walk. While they talk about you, you walk with him. And you will find yourself in vineyards you didn't have to tend, in buildings you didn't have to build, in a relationship that you didn't have to sweat for. All you got to do, he says, the Lord will fight for you. And all you have to do is be silent. Strengthen silence insecurity and loudness. If you hear them before they before you see them, they're insecure. James 1.12 says, blessed is the person or the man or the woman who remains steadfast and under trial. For when he or she has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love. And that scripture talking about heaven, of course, 
but it has implications about just life. Various trials makes you versatile. One of the, the, the um, new statements that God has given me, he's like, Josh, man, you got to go through various trials so that you can be versatile. So all he's saying is blessed is the person who can remain steadfast, remain faithful, remain still, remain silent, remain serving God. Blessed are them. And that's what I'm telling you right now, man. You don't worry about what other people are doing and how they're getting it, influencing you to say, you know what, I'm in competition or I just want to silent my mama and Mother's Day done passed and she don't talk your head off about why you single. Who cares? She the one divorced. She don't even like her own marriage. Because I promise you, a mom who loves her marriage ain't rushing you into marriage. Let me tell you that. Now, why people settle? Let's get into that. Why people settle? Number one, S, because they are afraid to start over. Why people settle? They are afraid to start over. So many people, they settle because they're like, you know what, Josh, man, I'd rather stay in a relationship than to start all over. Who cares if you got to start all over in singleness? I'd rather start over and do it the right way than to stay in the wrong way. There's so many people right now who saying, you know what, coach, I don't want to start over. I don't want to try to date again. I don't want to try to do this again. And God's like, man, start over with me. Let's do something new. I want to do a new work. It's better to start over from the beginning than to stay in something that's ending. That's going to end your purpose. That's going to end you. So many people, the reason why they settle because they are afraid to start over. It is okay to start over. It's nothing wrong with repeating a step, repeating levels so that you can level up. Why people settle? Another S, because of their need of security. People settle into relationships. They settle with the wrong things because of false sense of security. They settle because of their need for security. So there's a lot of women right now that say, but he got money though, coach. He, he, he gave me, see, I feel secure though. At least he may not secure me spiritually, but at least, at least I, I don't have to worry about schooling. He's paying for my school. He's paying for your school for control. He's, he's, he's brought you into his house. He's spending money on you for control. You see what I'm saying? The only reason why she's with you right now, because of your pockets. Right. And so <clears throat> what you have to understand is, is that you cannot settle solely on security. Your security is in God. God is worth more than money. Favor is worth more than money. You know how much money I save because of favor? <laughs> you know how much money I save? I thought I saw like a guy called commercial. You know how much money I save by trusting in God? Do you know how much money I saved by favor? Stuff that I didn't have to pay for? Discounts that I've got? Extra patties that I've been given? More fries than I should ever receive? You know what I'm saying? Free, uh, 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 free, free this, free that because of my favor, because of not my favor, but the favor that surrounds like a shield that comes from God. Security in God is greater than all other security magnum. You being single, you being trusting in God is more secure than a woman who is who is lonely in her marriage in a mansion. It is better to be single in your one bedroom apartment. It is better for you to be single in your one bedroom apartment than to be lonely in a marriage in a mansion. I'm telling you, there's a lot of women right now, a lot of men right now who are on the rooftops right now because if they go downstairs, it'll be like a dripping faucet. And if you go back downstairs, he'll be with a contentious woman. He's on the roof right now, sorrowful. A woman right now locking the door in the bathroom, hoping that she don't get abused, knowing that she wished that she would have just stayed single for two more years. It is better to be single with little than to be lonely in marriage with much. I'm telling you. Why people settle? Because of their need for security. The next one under S, because they have a savior's complex. 
The reason why people settle, they have a savings complex. But Josh, but coach, I can change him. I just know it. I, I, oh man, I can change him. I can make him a better man. No, nah, but coach, because if I stay with him, I promise. Some women, some men, that only, thank you so much for giving. I really appreciate that. There's a lot of men and women right now who are selling because they think they can change her. They think they can change. You can't change. Oh, <clears throat> the only thing you can do is contribute to change, but you cannot initiate change. Only change comes from Christ and his spirit. You see what I'm saying? So if you got the savior's complex, you'll sell a relationship. You'll sell something because you think you can save it. Some people, they might as well go ahead and close their ministries up, close their business up. You can't save it. What, what, what the psalmist J. Cole said, you trying to save her, she don't want to be saved. You see what I'm saying? You can't save him. He don't want to be saved. You trying to save her. He don't. She don't want to be saved. So what I'm saying, they have to have to, before they meet you, they have to meet Christ. I'm telling you. Before they meet you, before you meet them, before you entertain them, they have to have met Christ and Christ is alive and thriving by his spirit in them. So why people settle? Number one, uh, in S, because they are afraid to start over. Number two, because they need for security. Number three, because they have a savings complex. And last, under this S, because they have low self-esteem. People settle because I'd rather have something. <clears throat> it's crazy how people's eyes light up when other people look at them. How their countenance glows when other people look at them when God's been looking at you this whole time. God's been so in love with you this whole time. And so what happened is because young women didn't have fathers in home affirming them of their beauty, affirming them of who they are in God, affirming them that they have a male, a man that supports them. The moment that a man says foreign words to her, we're not talking about another language, but foreign to her, a new language of love to her that was actually infused by infatuation, but he's spitting it so good that she's so enamored by it because she never heard the L-O-V word before. And the moment that he says L-O-V-E, she's lost herself in that phrase, not knowing that he's using that phrase as a manipulative tool to get what he needs to get. And so what happens is now she's settled in a relationship because she never heard that foreign language before. But God said, I wrote a love letter to you. That's called the B-I-B-L-E. He says, it's a holy book. It's set aside for my people. It's set aside because I wrote it inspired through me, through men to have you understand how I love you. God loves you, man. And God's love ain't no superficial love that you can do and let you loose to do what you want to do. It's a love that guards. It's a love that protects. He loves you. And you have to understand that so that your self-esteem can be at the right level. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. People are afraid to, to, to start over. People are afraid because of the security they have. They're afraid to leave these different things because they haven't been perfected by God's love. You need God's love to perfect the, or to pierce, pull out of you that fear that's causing you to settle in a relationship due to low self-esteem. Only God's love would get your esteem leveled. Now, number two, E, why people settle? Because of emotional ease. Emotional ease. Um, I, I rather, I'd rather be in a dysfunctional relationship than to feel lonely, some people say. Some people settle because of emotional ease. Basically, what that means is uh, um, at temporary emotional ease. And I'm going to settle for this because it makes me feel good now. Um, you, you can't judge a thing by... A moment. You judge it by the moments that follow it. it. That's why I never thought I never understood why people drink or drunk or got drunk. I understand it. So for for two hours of drinking and partying, you're going to be four hours by a toilet. I just didn't understand that. It's like the moment was cool. You 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 escaped your problems. You escaped, but now you stuck with all these cons. Now you buy a toilet, or you that one night that you was with that person, it was good in the moment. The enemy wants you to feel temporary pleasure. 
and, and, and not be disciplined because he knows that temporary pleasure only lasts for a moment and then he can punish you through tormenting thoughts. So some people settle for emotional ease. I'd rather settle for this, but they at ease only for a moment. Why people settle? Some people settle for temporary moments of, oh, that's the same thing. Some people settle for temporary moments of emotional ease. That's what they settle for. Temporary moments of emotional ease. I'm going to settle with this addiction. I'm going to settle with this person. I'm going to settle with this uh, uh, thing uh, because at least I can at least go here for some brief moment of whatever. Why have a brief moment when you can bask in God's presence guaranteed to give you peace in every moment? You see what I'm saying? There's a peace that he wants to give you that you don't, that don't, you no longer need alcohol. You no longer need that individual. You don't no longer need those pleasures because you have already jumped from the fountain that that's going to that cast quenched your thirst. I don't, you're not thirsty for that anymore because you already drunk from the well. Uh, why people settle tea? Why people settle? God's taking too long. People settle because God is taking too long. You sell it. You, so you setting yourself up to settle because God is taking too long as if you know how long you need. <laughs> it's only God knows if you're ready. You know what I'm saying? So, so many people are selling right now and, and they, because they, they start, they, they found themselves settling or they're settling a settlement right now because God is taking too long. God, if you would have just came through when I needed you. See, God don't always come when you want to because God ain't no genie. Why is God going to be listening to you for God ain't just going to jump and dance because every time he asks when the reason why the song says he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. See, he's an on time God on his time. The reason why God comes late so that your faith can grow. So you can see your faith level and so that your faith can grow. And that's what he does. God never comes. God oftentimes doesn't come when we want him, but he's always on time for you to see your level of faith and for you to level up in faith. And so some people settle or starting the settlement uh, conversations because God is taking too long. And secondly, under that T, trust issues with God. They don't trust him. They don't they don't trust him. God, because their 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 understanding of God is skewed. They they lack trust in God because they didn't God didn't come on hit their timetable. So I don't trust God anymore because God didn't come on. God, where was you? And you haven't even let things develop. You haven't let the things that scripture says right here in Romans 8:28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So you get mad at God and the developments haven't developed all the way through. So God is saying, you have yet to even see how I'm going to use that abuse, use that misuse, use what you went through for your betterment, for your growth. But instead of trusting him, instead of growing in him, what happens? Thank you so much for giving y'all. Man, I appreciate y'all for y'all generosity. I really do. I really appreciate it. And, and, and what happens is because God didn't come when you want and you entertain those thoughts from the devil that was like, see, why didn't God come through? Why did God do that to you? And you're sitting there breathing. And God's like, you survived it. I got you out of it. I'm writing a new chapter with that. If you can, help, if you can get to that page to see what I've written in the story of your life, why people settle the second T under settle, tension, tension or pressure. Many people settle due to internal, external tensions. Some people settle because of tension and pressure. The pastor said, man, that's that's a good, that's a good man of God right there. I think you should date him. Um, your mom is pressuring you. Your dad is pressuring. Society's pressuring you. 
And what happens, people are pressured prematurely into relationships that was never destined or purposed by God for them. And now they're suffering and they're sorrowful. Do not let nobody's prayer. This is your singing. It's your life. Because you know what people will do? This is what people will do. They'll press you into a situation. And then when you get pain in that situation, they're going to look at you and be like, why did you listen to me? <laughs> why did you even listen? You know what I'm saying? You should know. You should have known better. And some of them are so delusioned, they're gonna act like they never told you or pressured you into it. So what you got to do is think for yourself, live your life. I don't care what internal tension you have. I don't care how old you are, young lady. I don't care if you're 40. God made your womb. Go interview Sarah and them. Sarah, I tell you, man, I was 90 some years old. And, and ask Abraham. Abraham was like, I ain't know I can get down like that. That was before Viagra. And what I'm saying is God made your womb. God is above time. I'd rather for you to get married with the right one at 40 than to be married to the wrong one at 35 and divorced by 40 and now got to start all over again. So you can't allow external and internal pressures or tensions pressure you into something prematurely. Next, why people settle L? Loneliness. We said that. We already talked about that. Loneliness. People settle because they're just sick of being lonely. They're just sick of being alone, man. Why are you sick for? People just sick. Why are you sick? Are you sick? Are you sick of being lonely when God has been there the whole time? Listen, I'm telling you, there's people right now that wish they had that quiet time. <laughs> they got a bunch of four. They got four kids running around by three different fathers, and they got to deal with these baby father issues all the way. And you over there talking about you sick of being lonely? You know what's worse than being alone in your singleness is being lonely in a marriage, being lonely in a ministry, being lonely in a business, being lonely in places that you went to without God. All you got to do is say, God, I welcome you in this area of my life. I welcome you. God is there, but you got to welcome him. God, God ain't going to just walk in. Hey, yo, man, come on, get yourself. God's going to be like, you know what? I'm here. I'm on standby. My spirit's there. My spirit's a gentleman. We chilling. We cool. We, we here when you need us. And I don't want to live a life and, and, and did a bunch of work on my own when God shows me in heaven. This is what we could have done together in our partnership. And so God is like, welcome me into your life. Welcome me. Let me in it. Let me into your singleness and show you. I'm glad I welcome God in my singleness because I wrote these books. I did so much in my singleness. So people's like watching for the first time. Like, who is this guy, man? Listen, I'm just letting you know I did it right. I did it the best way I could and I'm benefiting from it. And so, but it started when I welcomed God into my singleness and then I wrote these books. I'm just going to show for those who are new. I wrote these books here in my singleness. You see what I'm saying? And card games and, and all these different things and videos. Welcome him in your singleness. And then you will realize I ain't alone. Surround yourself. You know, you know how to, you know how to, you know how to uh, kill loneliness. Welcome God in it. And, and and be surrounded by your work. Oh, man, I, I don't mind my books keeping me company when I was single. You know why? Because they was bringing in me money. You know what I'm saying? Surround me with my books. Surround me with ideas. You see what I'm saying? Let's keep going. Why people settle? E, it's easy or it's easier to stay. Some people settle because it's easier or more convenient to stay. Like we said before, some people will say, coach, it's, it's easier to stay. I'd rather go through this and do this is easier to stay than it is to start over. It's easier um, or easier to stay 
Some people settle because it's easy or convenient. It's convenient, Josh. I mean, my bills do get paid. He do take care of me, though, Josh. I know he yells at me. I know he he does things that I don't like, but but at least I'm getting through school. But, but Coach, you know what I'm saying? I know I should let her go, man. But, man, I don't know, man, if I ever get a woman this bad. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful. And God's looking at you like this, man. You, you, so your statements is offending me. <laughs> You trying to tell me that I can't work, I can't make this, I can't give you something better, I can't make this better for you. We just don't trust God. Let's get let's get to our next point. Signs you've settled or are selling. Signs you've settled or are selling real quickly. Man, I might get through this. Wow, I might get through this in record time. Signs you settle these points. I'm writing a new book right now. These points, I'm telling God, this next book that I'm writing, I can't tell you the title because it's too good. Man, it's it's a, I can't wait to get out to y'all. Signs you settle or are selling. You've settled when S, you've either sought for it or are seeking for it. These are signs that you have already settled or setting yourself up to settle. Number one, you've either sought for it or are seeking for it. For those who are who have settled, you know you settled when you sought after it without God. You know you settled. You can look at your relationship right now and go all the way back to its conception and say, you know what? I did walk off the front porch and go my way and sought for this myself. So if you're in a relationship right now, thank God you're not married yet. If you're in a relationship right now, you know that you started this without God, it's time to take a couple steps back and assess it. You know you settled far below your value, far below your worth when you sought after it without God. Or you, or, 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 or let me put it this way. You sought after it. It didn't seek after you. When I walk with God, things seek me. My, I'm telling you, man, I don't seek money no more. I'm telling you. I'm going to put you all on game. I don't seek for money. I don't seek for favor. I don't seek for opportunity. I'm too good. I'm too good. What I mean by that, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I'm too good to be seeking out this stuff. I'm too good for that. I got God. I'm see, I'm Instead of spending my time seeking for money, seeking for opportunity, I'm, I'm going to take the energy and to follow God and seek his will for my life. Because why? When I seek him and I seek his will, and what, what it means by seeking God, it means seeking his face, seeking his character, seeking better understanding about who he is, getting to know him. And when you seek him, those things will seek you. So you don't have to settle. Things going to be trying to make deals with you. See, that's why that's why I don't, man, money be finding me. Opportunities be finding me. I don't be out here. How can I get seen? Nah, man. If, if it ain't seeking me, I don't want to see it. It's that simple. When you grow in value, value finds you. If you if you devalue yourself, you're only going to be in a pool of no good things. I'm telling you, I'm putting you on game. Do not seek it. When you seek it, it runs and it wears you out. But when you seek God, those things will come chasing after you. See what I'm saying? You know the song? After you, you chasing after God and you seeking God and chasing or seeking after his character, seeking him to get to know him in a better way, then you're going to look behind you with Frank and Sam Murray and stuff around you. You've either sought for it or another point are seeking for it. You know you're settling right now when you're seeking for it. You're setting yourself up to settle when you out there looking for it. When if you out there online, dating online, looking online, making yourself available, you know you're settling. You're settling. You're settling when, when you're seeking for it, when you're making yourself available. There's nothing wrong with getting cute. There's nothing wrong with going out outside this quarantine. There's nothing wrong with doing you. But when you're doing you solely to get somebody, you're messing yourself up. Let me know. Are, are y'all still watching? I know YouTube was out for a while. Okay, now they go to comments. Okay. I was making sure because YouTube, that's why I was late, y'all. YouTube was down for a little bit. You, signs you settled. You sought for it. Signs you settling, you're seeking for it without God. 
Number two, signs you settled or are settling. Number two, E, you are either emotionally indecisive or emotionally unstable. What does that mean? You know you settle when you're emotionally indecisive. What I mean by that is, should I go or should I stay? You, When you know it's from God, it don't matter how mad you are with that person. It doesn't matter how deep the argument is. You just be like, man, but I know it's from God. So let me just go on here and make these pancakes from her for her. Let me go on here and you know put on that cute little dude. You know what I'm saying for him. Let me just let me let me get over because it's who God has for me. But when you went in a relationship that you settled for, you emotionally you emotionally decisive. You like you know what I know I should go, but I don't know if I should go. Should I go or should I stay? But when you know it's the right way, you know where to stay. You see what I'm saying? And so when you know God, you'll be like, you know what, man? I know we having a rough patch in my in our marriage. I know we're having a rough patch in this in this ministry and a rough patch or whatever, but I know it's from God. I'm obedient to God and I'm gonna get through it. But if you settled for a relationship far below your worth, now you since you are so emotionally invested and evolved, now you're emotionally decisive. Now you're like, man, should I go or should I stay? A second, you signs that you are settling or setting yourself up to settle. When you're emotionally unstable, when you are emotionally unstable because of loneliness, you're emotionally unstable because because of comparison, you're emotionally unstable because you just want a relationship so bad or you want money, ministry, whatever so bad, you set yourself up to settle because you're emotionally unstable. So all the devil got to do is give you a deal that looks good just on paper and get you looking at the big print, but not looking at the fine print and get you caught up in there. Did God really say, oh man, you surely won't die if you take this. All you got to do is repent and get back to it. God will look out for you. He's such a forgiving God, but not knowing that God will forgive you, but he's not going to take out of your life those consequences consequences for settling for a bad deal and how many people are signed 10 year <clears throat> how many people signed 10 year 15 year contracts deals that that are antiquated outdated right now Scotty Pippen signed a bad deal in, in in those terms and he had to play hard for 6 or 7 years above being paid below his value. And what happens, how many people done signed a 10-year contract with the man below her value and she finds God two years in and now she has to fight for her marriage unnecessarily, a man, vice versa, doing the same thing. You done signed your, you signed a contract uh, instead of a covenant, you signed a contract with this guy, got in a relationship with her, got a relationship with him. Now all of a sudden, now you in a deal that's that's paying you far below your value. You out there winning, getting things done, being growing in things of God but you still ain't getting paid at the level of your promise. You see what I'm saying? So I'd rather for you to say, you know what? Let me put myself in emotional stability. Let me stabilize my emotions with the word of God through renewing my mind, understanding that that that, that, that there are people who are married, sorrowful, that wants to talk to me and let me know not to be so pressed. And then you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to just calm my little self down. I'm going to sit myself down in my apartment. I'm going to sit myself down, get in my word, get into my purpose and, and do this thing. But you're setting yourself to uh, settle when you're emotionally unstable. Number three, signs you settled or are settling. T, you either didn't take the time to thoroughly examine or you are current or you are currently not taking the time to thoroughly examine. You know you settled. When you didn't take the time to thoroughly examine, you know you settled. Right now, you can look at why, why he, why you watching the video right now? He at the store. You know what I'm saying? Right now, when you, you know, y'all just got off the Facetime, y'all relationship. You know you settled. When you know, man, did I take time to examine this guy? Or if you in an earlier stage of the relationship, examine him. Don't settle. Examine her. Settle them. I and mean, examine them. 
before you do a deal, give the, give the contract to your lawyers. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, read over this contract for me. Read over this for me. Let me know if let me know this from you. Holy Spirit signs off, you sign off. You see what I'm saying? But what most people do is because I'm emotionally unstable, I'm going, I'm just going to jump in it. We're going to make this work. And you think, and it's crazy how people think goosebumps is God. Oh, I had a good feeling about him. Do you have good facts about him? It's not about having good feelings about him. It's about having good facts about him. It's not about having good feelings about her. It's about having good facts. Have you thoroughly examined to see if this person is really who God has for you and it's worth your time? So you know you have settled when you can think back, man, I ain't take the necessary amount of time. I did not take the time that I needed to. I didn't take the necessary time I needed to, to really thoroughly examine him or thoroughly examine. You know, you probably settled because, because God is not going to, those who are mature in the things of God take however time they need. They don't rush. They take their time. They look at everything. They don't mind. They don't mind watching you. They don't mind observing you. But people who hate being alone, they don't care about the fine print. Just give me the deal. I just want that. And the next thing you know, you sign a 360 deal. And now they're taking time away, taking money away, taking energy away and everything that you do. And you don't have no dime for you, but they're benefiting off of you. See what I'm saying? <clears throat> signs you settle. You either didn't take the time to thoroughly examine or signs you settling, you are currently not taking the time to thoroughly examine. You're setting yourself to settle right now. If you're in a relationship right now and you have yet to examine them, you don't examine their words, examine their actions. The Bible said you know them by their fruit. You see what I'm saying? Pull the leaves and see the fruit. You see what I'm saying, ladies? Man, pull the leaves. Because a lot of there's a lot of men, a lot of women right now who, who got great and beautiful green leaves. They have no fruit. Lift up those leaves, not his Levi's. Not, not listen, don't lift up the Levi's. Lift up the leaves, not the Levi's. And then see, man, is this man, is this woman bearing fruit? If they're not bearing fruit, and then then I'm out. So you you know if you setting up a set of you relationship right now or you're or you make yourself available right now when you are right now not taking the time you need to thoroughly examine signs you settled or are settling when t you either didn't trust God with it or are currently not trusting God with it you know if you settle when you know man I really didn't trust God with this <clears throat> I didn't trust his timing I didn't trust him and now I'm stuck with him I'm stuck with her. And 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 but I'm telling you, God can make a way of escape. Now, if you married, man, you just gotta you just gotta fight the good fight. You see what I'm saying? Unless there's a, unless there's cheating going on and God made a way because the hardness of man's heart to get up out of there, hardness of women's hearts to get up out of there. What I'm saying is if you're listening right now, God can make a way of escape for you. You you got you gotta trust God, man. But you know you're settled, you know you've settled when you didn't trust God with it. It's better to say, God, I, I'm gonna trust you to do what's best for me because it because God is not gonna um, now I'm not gonna say that. I don't want to confuse anybody. You signs that you're settling is when you are currently not trusting God with it. When you're not trusting God with your singleness, you're gonna throw yourself in a relationship. Ah, here I am in a relationship. Hey, what's up? You cute. Hey, hey, you cute, you cute. Boy walk by. Hey, 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 look at me. I'm here, ready, ready, single and ready. A, a, a girl walk by you, young lady. Can I talk to you? Looking crazy. But you got to trust God with singleness, so all you got to do is be quiet. Every Christmas, I don't care, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day, I don't know if fathers say that. But other holidays, when they start talking about all you singles, tell them, I'm enjoying my singleness. It is what it is. 
Because most people, they talk so much about you being married because they want you to suffer like they suffer because they envy your singleness. Do not listen to people that's trying to get you into their level, quote unquote, because they're envying what you, the access you have. Signs you settled or are settling, L, signs you settled, your love is either confused, not there, or you are pursuing love, not knowing who love is. Signs you settle, your love is either confused. Right now, you're confused. You know you settle when your love is confused. You don't even know what love is. You think an abuse is love. You think all this is, you confused. You know you settle when you don't even know if he loves you or not. You know if you, you know you settle, you don't know if she loves you or not. And you and, and you in a relationship right now where all they want is lust from you, but they don't. They all they want to do is, is is lust after you. You know what I'm saying? And they compromise it because if they can, if they're not committed to God, they're not gonna be committed to you. If they don't reverence God, they're gonna reverence you. So if you're in a relationship right now, you know you settled when you're sitting there right now, uh, confused. And does this person love me? Does she really love me? Does he really love me? You know you settled when you are not sure if there's love there. Or you setting yourself up to settle when you are pursuing love, not knowing who love is. So what that means is you out there pursuing love, making yourself available, looking for a man, looking for one, but you don't even know who love is. God's like, man, I'm capital L. I'm Dr. Love. I'm the one that's supposed to treat you and patch up those wounds and let you know that, I, that I'm in love with you, that I love you, that I'm here for you, you that my love is the safest place for you. But when you get so caught up on looking for love in all the wrong places, the real the real thing you're really looking for is God. That's who everybody's looking for. They just don't want to admit it. They don't just want to admit it. But God's like, man, you're really looking for me. So why not just turn around, come back home and I'll welcome you back. But what do we do? We turn our back on God and we look for love without love himself. You're not going to be able to do love as a verb if you don't know love as a noun. Tweet that, man. You're not going to be able to do love as a verb if you don't know love as a noun. So you got a bunch of people together, don't know what love is, trying to put parts together. I damn it, dude. Is this love? That ain't love. You don't know what love is till you know love. You can't do love without knowing love. Signs you settle or are settling, E. It either came too easy or you are pursuing the easy way out. It either came too easy. You know you settled when it came too easy. You settled, man. Man, and something, listen, it's something about working hard for something. It's something about preparing for something. It, it makes it makes the prize more precious. Uh, when 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 someone, a person of standard, when a, when a woman holds herself in, with standard and value, if you give it to him easy, it's no value to him. If he has to wait for it, you will see if he really is willing to wait for it. So if you give it up in 30 days, give it up in 60 days, give it up in a year, or give it up at all before you before he put a ban. See, the only person that should be given that you should give that to, ladies, is a husband. You heard me say this in a previous video. If they ain't a band on your finger and a band on his hand and he ain't your husband, don't give, don't give up them pants. It's that simple. Keep your pants on if they ain't no band, man. You ain't walked off no altar. You see what I'm saying? But what we do is we get so caught up on uh, 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 it's easy. Uh, and, and I'd rather give it up and have company knowing that man is only coming to you to get what he wants from you and vice versa. Women coming to you for your money, coming from you for your opportunity, coming for you for everything else but you. If it's easy, easy come, easy goes. You know you settle when it came too easy. Now, let me separate easy versus smooth. When God gives you something, it's smooth. It, 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 even though there's bumps, it's smooth. It's good. It's good suspensions. You see what I'm saying? No matter how rough it is, you, it's, it still feels smooth. You're like, oh man, we 
I know we're going through some turbulent times, but man, these suspensions, <laughs> Holy Spirit got to put suspensions on you. And be like, not, you know what I mean? Let me tighten up these suspensions so that when you go through tough times, you'll be like, man, even though we're going through some terrain, we still riding smooth. So it happens smoothly, but it didn't happen easily. You know it's easy when, see, the devil gives things easy, man. God ain't the only one that blesses. The devil loves to bless. You know, the, the devil will be like, man, go with this man. It's so, and everybody looking at your Instagram page. It's crazy how many people sit online envying people's dysfunction. It's advertised well, but if you was a fly on the wall, you know they dysfunctional. And all of a sudden, everybody is crazy. Universally, collectively, people are looking at other people's highlights, but 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 are not investing in auditing their lowlights. What do they do when the lights are not on? What do they do when there's lowlights, when there's nothing giving them attention? And so you got to be prepared to say, you know what? Whatever's worth having is going to be hard to get. It, the harder it is to get it, the easier it is to keep it. Now make that make that plain. The harder it is to get it, the easier it is to keep it because you already did the hard work. Now don't get me wrong, it's hard to keep something, but I'm saying if you're willing to work hard and do what's right and keep yourself before marriage, it was difficult being a virgin. Let's keep it a buck. It was difficult. Everybody, I used to got I used to get called gay. I used to get called all kind of jokes. See what I'm saying? All sometimes I was about to just pop somebody in the face. But now whose who's, who's life is better now? Back in my late teenage years, early 20s, like I talked about, I got picked on. Got ostracized because people was like, man, you ain't got none yet. Oh, look at you. You ain't, you doing all these book stuff, but you ain't. It's like, look, man, who's laughing last? And I ain't laughing at them, but inside of my, because some people call me petty as he. Let me just, I'm just me just being transparent. I could be petty sometimes. God right now is working on my pettiness. <laughs> okay, that is what it is. But, but, but what I'm saying is do what's right. It always pays to do it God's way. I'm telling you, man. People going to say all kind of stuff, but it's hard. It's easy to give it up. It's hard to keep it. It's hard. To, it's easy to give up your body. It's easy to give that stuff up, but it's hard to withhold it. It's hard not to do what the world is doing. But I'm telling you, if you do it God's way, it pays off. And right now, I'm married to the one that God has me. Right now, I'm making an amazing impact, an amazing income. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in purpose all around me. I'm I'm drowning in purpose. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not sitting there saying that that um I'm, I'm, uh, uh, that I've reached a millionaire status. Who cares about me? I know my bank account in heaven's looking good. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, who cares what people are saying about you? Because they got it easy. Easy come, easy goes. You know, you settling though when you're pursuing the easy way out. It's 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 easy to get in a relationship, but it's hard to sit in your singleness. And trust me, I know. I know, I understand y'all's pain. I've been there, done it, lived it. It's easy to get in a relationship. All you got to do is find somebody else who's looking for somebody. But it's hard to say, you know, I'm a way to trust on God. It's hard. It's not easy to trust in God. I did a video on trusting God. I, I'm going to go ahead and show that uh, thing right now. I did a video so that you, so y'all can go ahead and look at it. I did a video, um, uh, how to trust, how to better trust God's timing. Go look at that video right there. I mean, I'm telling you, it's better to trust God's timing. Uh, uh, and I know it's hard, man. It's hard following God. It's hard doing it his way. But you become you become stronger because of it. Signs you settle or are settling, you either sought for it or seeking for it. You are either emotionally indecisive or emotionally unstable. You either didn't take the time to thoroughly examine or you're currently not taking the time to thoroughly examine. You have either didn't trust God with it or are currently not trusting God with it. Your love is either confused, not there, or you are pursuing love, not knowing who love is. And last but not least, it either came too easy or you are pursuing the easy way out. Now, let's get into uh, how to, uh, let's get, let's get my notes up, how to 
not settle. That's what I'm trying to say. How to not settle. Let's get into this. How to not settle. And I spelled the word settle again. You know how coach do. You know how coach do. How to not settle. Number one, seek and stay in the will of God. Be settled. Don't settle. Seek and stay in the will of God. Like the young lady right there, it may seem like, where am I going? But I'm telling you, it's better to go that way than with the crowd. The Bible says, "Few uh, narrow is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few would be on it. But broad is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many would be on it. So I, it's better for you to go down through the wilderness and go with God wherever he's going than, than to go where everybody else is going. Everybody's getting in relationships. Everybody's going to get out of this quarantine looking to be seen. You see what I'm saying? Come out of this quarantine with something to with some with something new, a new skill set. So in order to not settle and to avoid settling, ask you got to seek and stay in the will of God. Stay in the will of God is important. Seeking the will of God is just seeking him, seeking his will. Okay, God, I'm available. Seeking the will is not, oh my gosh, I'm pressed. I can't find my keys. No, it's just like, you know what, God? Oh, you where are you going? I'm going with you. Flowing with him, not forcing him, but flowing with him. And you got to stay in his will. And the best way to be assured of God's will is getting that word for yourself, man. And to and to be still before him. Seek and stay in the will of God. Be settled. Don't settle. The best way not to settle is to get settled in God. Okay, God, I'm moving in. I'm moving into your presence. I'm moving in. <laughs> I'm moving in. Okay. Oh, God, this is nice. Your presence is nice. Let me, oh, the couch can go right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the couch can. Yeah, the couch would look nice right there. Oh, wow. I can't wait to get things situated in the presence of God. Oh, this is nice. This is, this is, this is amazing. You see what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, once everything done, everything done, everything done got moved in, you get settled. I, I, I'm gonna just sit here. I'm, I'm, and being settled doesn't mean just sit there and do nothing. Being settled means I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm in it. I can go work out. I can go do this. I, I'm settled. How to not settle or avoid settle? Seek and stay in the will of God. Be settled. Don't settle. Number two. Always vent emotionally to God and intellectually know the difference between what's empty and what's essential. How to not settle, how to not settle and avoid settling is vent emotionally to God. Singleness sucks. <clears throat> Let's keep it a buck. There's some parts of singleness that sucks. I did a video. I don't know which video I did. I talked about seasons. I think that's the one coming up. Um, I think I, I don't know. But I say you have to go through seasons to be seasoned. So that when when things when things bite from you, they know you have marinated in something. You see what I'm saying? So when you're going through a tough spat in singleness, and, and let me just tell you people right now, some people right now, you, some of y'all got to break up right now. A break up until further notice. Some There are certain relationships right now that, that you know you settled for, and you got to ask yourself, is it because I'm afraid? Is it because of security? Is it because I got a savings complex? Is it because of low self-esteem? Is it because I want emotional ease? Is it because I was mad at God taking too long? Is it because of internal, external tension? Because I'm a lonely? Is it because, uh, 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 oh, I had another L, falling for what looks the part. You, why people settle? They fall for what looks the part, but not really the part. Or, or because it came easy? Some of y'all got to break up now, man, and it's okay. Go stay with your mama. Don't get out that man's house. That man ain't your husband. Stop shacking up, man. It is what it is. Stop staying with a man that ain't your husband. Stop staying with a woman that ain't your wife. Complicating things. Messing stuff up. Enjoying benefits ain't met God's requirements. It ain't going to be fun. It's great. It's fun for a moment. And it's crazy how people's lives were better shacking up than married. There's people right now that will tell you that we got along better or it was better when we were shacking up than it was than we was when we was married. And you know why? 
Because when you get married, now the, the standards are high. Because when you shacking up, man, he cheating, she cheating, y'all doing everything. It's just all a bunch of this fun. When you get married, now you're like, oh, snap, I got to be faithful now. And then she got back. Now she's looking at you like, oh, you can't do that with her. And you looking at him like, you can't do that. And all of a sudden now, now you hate being married. So what happens is people lived better. I'm not saying they're saying you shack it up, but I'm saying, yeah, what you shacking up for? If you don't do it God's way, it's going to fall apart. That's it. So E, how to not settle my brother, Kenny. What's up, brother? That's my brother, man, from college. That's family. Kenneth, what's up, family? E, you got to always vent emotionally to God. Vent. Say, God, because if you don't get it out, you're going to try to live it out. Oh, my goodness. If you don't get it out, you're going to try to live that emotion out. If you don't get that sick that 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 sickness of singleness, sick of being lonely out, then that emotion you're gonna try to live it out. Always vent emotionally to God. Go to Him. Don't vent to your friends because most friends can't handle that. Most of your friends would be telling you, "Well, I mean, don't, but don't He do this for you?" Damn man, some people ain't smart enough, spiritually astute enough to be able to guide you. So you got to go to God because God is the only one with the mittens that can handle the heat off your heart. God, God be like, don't worry about it. Get to me. Uh, don't even burn my hands. Don't even burn my hands. But if you vent to somebody else and it's hot, you're going to burn them. Man, oh, she crazy. She hot. You know what I'm saying? So always vent emotionally to God first, always. So you can avoid settling and doing what that emotion is. Uh, God bless you, family. Uh, 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 love you, bro. You are God. God's the beast, man. Holy Spirit is the beast. That's it. Always vent emotion to God and intellectually. Intellectually know the difference between what's empty and what's essential. What's empty and what's essential. You got to build your mindset up to a place where you're able to say or know the difference between what's empty, hollow, worth nothing, and what's essential. What's essential is, 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 is guaranteed to help with your potential. You see what I'm saying? It's essential for me. This is what I need. But a lot of people are selling for empty calories instead of essential nutrients. You see what I'm saying? You're eating stuff that's not benefiting you. You're doing things that are beneficial. So avoid selling. You got to vent emotion to God so you can clear all of that out of you. I know, Meredith. I know. I know. We, we Maybe one day we'll get back going. I know. I miss doing Unplug as well. I know, sis. I know. And that's why you got to know the difference between what's empty and essential. Because when you know it's essential... All right, that's for my potential. Empty is just like, it was cool. It tastes good, but it don't benefit me. So you got to get to a place with your mind where you say, I know the difference between what's empty and what's essential. Next point. <clears throat> How to not settle and avoid selling tea? Take your time and trust this timing. Take your time in your singleness, man. Like you extend your time when you don't, when you don't maximize your time. You extend it. Some people are single because of them. And it's not even God. God's like, man, I, I would, man, I, man, I wish I could. I, would, I want to. I'm the one that placed a desire for marriage. In. I'm the one that put that there. And I, and I want you to be married. But you is not ready. You keep doing dumb stuff with your time. And, and, and you don't got nothing to show for it. God is not going to give you nothing because you asked a billion times. He gives to you when you've done it a billion times. You, 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 you practice to make it permanent. I, like my practice in my singleness is to make it permanent. So it will manifest and prosper my marriage. You are what you practice. And so you, the reason why, you know, the season may be longer than what you desire. Look yourself in the mirror, my friend. And best way to avoid something is take your time. Just because time will let you know 
Mm -hmm. There's two things that will let you know stuff. Holy Spirit immediately and time eventually. You, you don't always need time to tell you stuff. <clears throat> time take too long to tell you stuff. You know who will tell you stuff quickly? The Holy Spirit. So what I'm trying to advise you, man, don't always, don't, don't waste your time trying to figure out what I mean by that. You in a relationship, well, well, coach told me to take my time. So I'm just going, we're going to date for a while. No, 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 no. Take your time and say, you know what? I'm going to take my time. What I mean by take your time, take your time back. And I'm going to take my time. Thank you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. That's why we're doing it live, Meredith. Thank you. Thank you, man. Meredith been with me for a while, but you got to take your time. Take your time back. You know what? I'm going to God because he's going to redeem my time. Refurbish it. Redeem it. You see what I'm saying? Trust his timing. I did a video on that. Trust his timing. Take your time back and trust his timing. And that will keep you from settling out of time. Next point. Second T, how to avoid um, or how to not settle and how to avoid from settling is trust God with everything you can't and shouldn't control. Trust him with it. Because <clears throat> promise you, if it was in your control, you would jack it up. And that's why many people are jacking up their lives right now. They're trying to control it. God, give me the wheel. God, I want to drive. And God's like, man, you don't even know where we're going. You don't know where to go. And you and you drive recklessly. You got to trust God with everything. Everything you can. Should. Now, there's some stuff that he wants you to control. There's something I'm supposed to control that I'm supposed to do. We in partnership. Be a doer of the word. not just a hear only. But anything I can't control, <clears throat> give it a go. Why am I going to burn myself out? About ministry. One thing that set me free when I when I set when God set me free from this ministry. When 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 ministry when the ministry was all about my effort, I burnt out. When it's all about him, man, you see, coach and lost 70 pounds. You see it. You know they call me Slim Rev. You know it. You know, lost 70 pounds. I was big and fat because of ministry. I was eating my own ministry, getting fat. Because I was like, man, I got I, I just want to be great, God. I just want to be great. And I was fat. <clears throat> but when I gave it to God, slimmed down. That's why I'm now a slim rev. And now, I'm there, you know, precious. So you got to trust everything that you cannot control. You can't control who he has for you. You can't control that. You might as well trust his timing. If you, if you want God's will, you have to trust his timing. Now, how to not settle? Let go, L, let go. Let go of the loneliness mindset and realize that you were and are never alone. You got to let it go. <clears throat> let go of the loneliness. <clears throat> let it go of the loneliness mindset. Let go of the loneliness mindset and realize through the renewing of your mind that you would never look around and you, you God's been there. God's been there for you. Did amazing things for you. He's been there the whole time. So in order to not settle, you got to let go of that loneliness mindset and track God. And be like, God... <clears throat> How has God been there for me? And the reason why I've said this in the last couple of videos or so, the reason why we don't trust God, because we, we measure God based upon the big deliveries. So what happens is we only trust God based upon the big things and then get mad when, when those things are distant. So do you know how long it takes to get a man, to get a woman to get married? And if you get mad at God because the, it didn't manifest in a big way and you overlook the little things that he does every day, it's the little things is really the big things. God been done looked out for you. God's been there at a time of help. God's been doing this. But because we measure God's faithfulness to us by the big gifts, oh, now God is God because I got the big thing. But, but the best way I have to settle is to say, God, I appreciate the little things. I'm grateful over the little things, God. 
Because single people, if you're not careful, you'll overlook the little things and only measure God's faithfulness based upon him uh, uh, um, fulfilling your fantasies. Enough of that. You got to realize that you were never alone. Last but not least, E, you got to stay away from easy. Stay away from easy. Get down on the ground, do them push-ups. Get out, do it what's hard, man. Get out there and work on yourself. Stay away from easy. If it's too easy, breezy. I'm out. I don't want nothing easy. I never wanted a woman that was easy. Easy come, easy goes. You don't want no man that's easy. And and, and the man, the man, that man's easy. You, the woman's easy. You don't really want that. Stay away from easy. Do the hard things. Do the hard work. Get disciplined. Discipline is tough. It's easy to get fat. It's hard to get fit. Tweet that. Tweet that. You ain't got to put my name on it. That's free of charge. It's easy to get fat. But it's hard to get fit. And God made it for a reason. Because you appreciate what you worked hard for. If it comes easy, you'll throw away easy. So what happens? You gave it to him that night. And you wonder why about time he let the last drop hit the ground. He got his pants on. And all of a sudden now you clench it to the, to the covers. Talking about, man, I wish I would have never done this. Because it came too easy. That's why, ladies, if you waiting and you holding back and fellas, you over there uh, sustaining your virginity or you got uh, renewed your period and you like, you know what? Even though I had about 15 bodies in my past, even if I had two bodies in my past, I'm new now because crisis made me new. And I'm going to keep my temple pure. I'm going to keep my body pure because of God. When you do that, I'm telling you, man, it benefits you in the long run. Because you know why? I used to crack jokes with people. I think the reason why I was, I, I was uh, uh, how can I put it? The reason why I was able to see BS from far away, the reason why I was just kind of quick and smart all the time, the reason why I just wasn't really deceived much. Don't get me wrong. I was deceived little. You know, I was deceived in a lot of areas of my life, but I, I, I just, I didn't fall into traps because I didn't have no sex. Because if I would have had sex, man, it, it don't matter who walked by, I would have been like, where you going? Come here, girl. It would have been like because I was in, I was impulsive. I became instinct. I became an instinct person versus intuitive. The reason why you keep yourself pure so that you can think, so you can be sharp. It's hard to be sharp when your when your loins and when and when your when your organs are desiring and stuff. It's hard to be sharp up here when the other head wants to talk. You see, what I'm it's hard to be thinking up here when she wants to have friends over. You see, what I'm saying she wants some. She wants friends to come in. It's hard, man. But when you keep yourself pure, man, your bang. Bam, you sharp, you sharp. You see what I'm saying? So, so what I'm saying is you gotta you gotta keep your purity, sustain your purity, hold on to it, not because the Bible says, yes, because of that, don't get me wrong, but because of the benefits of it. You're able to think clearly, you're able to get things done. Come on, man. Utilize your sexual frustration for something. You see what I'm saying? Write books, you know what I'm saying? Get things done. If you're sexually frustrated, get work done, is what I'm trying to say. Don't let that sexual frustration lead you into compromised situations. Allow that frustration. Give it to God. Say, God, I listen. God, listen, man. You made this. Because people are like, well, can't God take it away? You don't want God to take that away. You know what I'm saying? Because you take it away, man. That's part of what he gave you. What I'm saying is, man, do not allow frustrations to have you follow uh, deception down the wrong path. And I think that's it. The end. All right. Hope you guys got something out of it. Go to my website, uh, unplug.com forward slash worksheets and download my website. Now I'm going to a worksheet. I'm going to my website right now. Um, let's get to it. Okay, there we go. Um, 
Go to my website right now, IamUnplugged.com or, or LifeWork.Teachable.com and download today's worksheet where you will be able to get the activity. It's basically, I want you to talk, take some time. Oh, I spelled it wrong. I want you to take some time to observe your patience and your trust in God. Utilize the worksheet below to do so. Basically, a lot of good questions there that I want you to go see for yourself um, and, and really think about your relationship, whether or not if you settle or not. And, and and really get the strength from God to get up at it. So go to my website, lifework.teachable.com, my course site, and also go to my website here. And here you will be able to uh, um, uh, just do everything everything I offer here. Um, I have, uh, what I have? Uh, pro, uh, mentoring, uh, because of the school closed, our mentoring program. But you can help us for next year if you want to give to that. Our course, you can go to LifeWork Courses right here to get that worksheet, YouTube, podcast, books, uh, my five books. Or six books, card games. If you need one-on-one coaching, uh, the summer is upon us. I've been coaching people now, and um, um, uh, this where it's probably gonna get busy for them. But if you want coaching sessions, get them in there now. Get on the books now because my summers get full. So if you want one-on-one coaching sessions with me, you can actually go on my website right now. Go to custom coaching, and you will be able to uh, look through the different. Maybe maybe you want spiritual growth coaching. Maybe you want value, self-esteem, transition. Uh, relationship coaching, uh, maximize your singleness coaching, all that good stuff that's available to you as well. Uh, send me your budget. Let me know what you can do per hour or so. Uh, do Just show me your budget. And I, you give me your best. I'll do my best for sure with your budget that you gave. Also, you can donate, give the support, whatever I do online here and all that good stuff. Uh, booking, I, uh, I guess, after the quarantine, contact worksheets, all that good stuff. Um, and I think that's it for my website there. And my books, uh, of course, the book that sparked this course here, The Purpose of Singleness is available online as well. Are You Whole or Full of Holes? We've been in this course for 19 weeks now. Uh, my other book, Dating Prep, How to Date Yourself and the Love of Your Life Forever, because you have to date your love. You got, you got to know how to date. You got to know how to ask questions. You got to know how to get to know a person, because even when you're when, even when you married to the right one, you're going to have to date them for the rest of your life. So this book is for singles and for couples, and it goes with this card game right here. Dating prep is questions for every stage of relationship, but these are questions you got to ask yourself as well. So this book actually has parts in it that helps you uh, kind of write your answer down. And when you meet that person, write their answer down when you're single. But if you if you dating right now, it's a great book to kind of ask each other questions like this question here. What do you do to cope with stress? That's a good question. That's a good second date, fourth date, first date, um, uh, second, third date in a marriage question. What do you do to cope with stress? Stress is a killer. I have, I have an excerpt there too. Stress is a killer and it has killed off many people throughout history. Some studies even say that stress is the leading cause or the conceptual cause of most deaths. And the questions, there's a lot of stuff there. It says, what is stressing them and how are they handling their stress? What are stressing you and how are you handling it? Right? It says, what conceive their stressors? What conceive your stressors? So it's a good book to do by yourself. And with uh, someone, they're sold separately. <laughs> I feel like an infomercial QVC. Uh, both these items sold separately. Um, but let's keep going. But my uh, one of my favorite books that God blessed me to write, my children's book. Oh, y'all can't even see it. The light's so bright. My light's so shining. As he says, as for students I serve, cartoon characters, you'll be seeing them pretty soon. Uh, if you got soul ties, I got a book right here called The Purpose of Freedom. Oh, for those who's watching me live, I'm about to do a Q&A. So get y'all's questions ready up under, up under, Miss uh Santa there. Anyone up under her? That's what I'm going that's whose question I'm gonna ask answer first. Uh, but the purpose of sick freedom, if you got uh soul tie strongholds, that book helped you with that. 
uh, my spiritual warfare book, World War Me, How to Win the War Within to Fight the Wars Outside of You. That book helped you with the whole armor of God and how to do uh, warfare. And my first book I wrote 12 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, unplug the top things to unplug from. But let's get right into some questions, both on Facebook and YouTube. I got time for maybe two questions and I got to go. Maybe two or three. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm actually feeling pretty good. So I'm going to let the chat load real quick. And let y'all come on in. So I hope you guys, I hope you ladies and gentlemen got some things out of this. It's better to be single than it is to be sorry. Questions? I'm waiting on y'all. I don't know if YouTube is out again. <clears throat> or some of y'all just typing y'all's questions out right now. I'm going to give y'all a few more minutes. Someone let me know if, uh, oh, how can I write the perfect ebook if it's in my, if it's is my first? Great question. Let's put that up there. Let's put that up there. How can I write the perfect ebook if this is my first? Great question. What you got to do is, is first develop your premise. What is the point of the book? First of all, before you even get into that, you got to know that you uh, were created to do this. Um, I struggled with my first book. Um, I just didn't think nobody was going to read it. Um, it, I didn't think nobody really cared, was going to care. And I sucked in English in high school, man. I was like, man, how did I, I didn't know that was a gift of mine. Um, but don't worry about writing the perfect ebook. Just, just write your best. Um, because, because at the end of the day, um, you don't want that pressure on you because then you, because you're your biggest critic and what you'll do is it won't be perfect enough for you, but it's perfect for everyone else. So how do you write the best, your best ebook, uh, is realizing, okay, First off, I'm purpose to do this. God has called me to do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. That's number one, because you have to be confident in doing it. Number two, don't worry about who's going to read it. Just be obedient. That's it. Don't even worry about who's going to read it. Just be obedient. Just do it. Get that out your system now. Don't worry about if you're going to sell a thousand. Number one, number three, don't, don't give yourself false expectations and false projections. What I mean by that is when I first wrote my first book, this book right here, I just knew I was going to sell about a thousand. I knew I was going to sell about ten, tens of thousands. I thought, I thought I wasn't, I wasn't at the Saul level. I thought it was going to be at the devil, the David level. I didn't think I was going to sell like Saul. Uh, Saul. Uh, Saul has sold his thousands, and David. I thought it was going to be like David. Josh done sold his ten thousands, but I didn't even sell. I only sold like twenty books in the first two months, and I was drastically affected by it. So number one, find your confidence in God, knowing He's called you to do it. Number two, um, don't worry about perfection. Just put, give your best. Number three. What was number three? Number three, um, don't set false expectations or false projections because then you're just going to plummet in your own emotions. And <clears throat> now let's get to the technicalities of a book. Um, find your premise. What is the? What do you want your audience to get from this book? Now, first off, who is your audience? Who are you writing to? It's all about knowing who you're writing from and who you're writing to. You're writing from God, which means you need to spend time with God. If I'm writing to someone, I got to write from someone. I got to go to God and say, God, inspire my pen, inspire my hands, flow through me, Holy Spirit. Because then you may have what you think is a writer's block. It's just God waiting on you to experience something to add into that part that you haven't added to it yet. So sometimes when you have writer's block, you're thinking, oh, oh my gosh, my creative God said, I'm just holding you back right now because in about a week or so, you're going to experience something or see something I want you to see to write. But you'll get frustrated with that. If it's from God, you'll get frustrated because you're thinking it's all on me. I got to write the perfect book. But when you're writing from God, you go with the flow of God in your book because everything is from him, by him, and through him. And then you, then you, uh, 
no, when you once you know that you're writing from God, now you got to establish who you're writing to. What are their problems? What are their concerns? What are their needs? What are their joys? What are their sorrows? What is and then after that, what is the message that I want to get from them? My writing style is this: I don't just want to be like these authors out here, a lot of self-help or or Christian authors who just write books and all you get from. I got people that will tell me that they read certain people books and they got millions of followers and they just read through it so quick and it was just like okay. That was cute and cuddly. It was cool. But I want people to read through my books for months. That I, I put questions in there. I put worksheets in there. So develop your style and, and focus on delivering these people. Focus on really helping these people, not just inspiring them, but giving them tools. But once you kind of process through that, um, 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 take your time and um, email me and let me know who you are. And if you need help, just uh, just talk. You can email me. And anybody who's an author, I would love to help them. And don't worry about the price unless you want to donate. That's cool. But I wouldn't mind just helping you along the journey if you ever have questions about um, and hold my word to it. I will do it. You, There's people that I, I, I'll respond back two or three weeks later, but I'm going to honor my word um, to help you navigate because I know how difficult that may be. Hope they help. Uh, so know who you're writing from. Know who you're writing to. Uh, find your confidence in Christ. Um, don't be don't don't flow with perfection. Just do your best. And go to Fiverr. Fiverr, you can find people that can edit your book. Um, you can go to Fiverr to find a book cover. I can send you links to the people that I've that I've worked with um, that will that has helped um, edit my book at the level of my budget. As I get in bigger budgets, then I'm able to get uh, um, um, better quality. So for those who get my books now, that's the best that I could have done at that level. Um, but just know that I'm working to get better, and uh, my future books will be even better. Hope they help. But reach out to me. Put your uh, put your um, uh, I'm writing my first ebook in the subject tab and I know who you are. All right. Good question. First, next question. How do you get over feelings like you messed up and an opportunity to get married? Great question. I'm glad you asked that. How to get over feelings like you messed up an opportunity to get married. This is how you get over it by getting under God. God, just submit, just say, God, um, um, here are my feelings. Um, um, I'm, I'm frustrated. Um, God, I think I've messed up and you'll be surprised how God redeems the time. You can, uh, uh, now if you keep messing up, it's one thing to make a mess and then learn from it because a message is an aged mess. So if you get, if you allow age to go by, that mess can turn into a message, right? So you get over the feelings by finding the facts of those feelings, my friend. You go by finding the facts of I'm forgiven in Christ. I'm loved by him. Um, um, he has a purpose for me to go forward with him to towards, and then you will get over it and, 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 and forgive yourself, forgive yourself. So when I made those statements early on in the video, that's for people who are continuing the mess. That's just, 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 just making the same mess over and over again. They extend themselves. But if, but, but if you get in your right mind and you go back to God and say, God, my bad, man, like God, I'm thinking that your goodness has drawn me to this point forgive me. And, and then God will say, well, okay, bet I forgave you. I'm forgiving you. Forgive yourself. Let that go. And then once you let it go, then you'll know where to go. And then God will redeem the time. Do you not know that God is gracious enough that if you get your mind together, because a renewed mind means new habits. It means new uh, thinking. It means new. When you renew your mind, you no longer think about doing the old stuff because you see why it was wrong in the first place. God honors that. If you're willing to get your mind right or, or, or allow the Holy Spirit to get your mind right and to be fully convinced that this way of thinking is the best way of thinking, God can redeem the time. And, and it's, it's, God can't redeem the time if your mind is not renewed. Renewed. He redeems the time when your mind is renewed. 
So all I'm saying to you is, is find the facts behind those feelings. Uh, fellowship with God more often. Get to know him. Understand understand deeply his love for you. And, 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 and welcome the help of the Holy Spirit in your life. Forgive yourself. And I want you to do this. I want, to write, I want you to write down everything that's making you feel this way. And I want you to go to the word of God. Go to Google and type in scriptures on fear, scriptures on uh, uh, whatever it is in your mind. You write that down. And then you find the facts. Now you reverse engineer and create new thoughts, new progressive thoughts, thoughts, thoughts that are uh, on things that are pure, lovely, just, and a good report, etc. And then watch in a matter of a year or two years, boom, God moves quick when we allow our minds to be legit. God moves quick when we allow our mind to be fixed. So that's how you get over those feelings like you've messed up, man. Uh, any, any mess can be cleaned up. But if you keep making a mess, you're wasting time cleaning up. So as long as you get your mind right through the help of the Holy Ghost and you are convinced it's the way of living, that God loves you, that God cares about you, and that God still has. See, God, it don't matter how big your mess was, God still give you the best calf. When a prodigal son went out there and wasted his father's inheritance, basically wishing that his father would have died. Went out and wasted it, came back. The dad didn't say, man, go get that little small, rangity, sick calf back there in the back that nobody's seen. Go kill that calf because this joker back home now. He said, nah, man. Hey, yo, give him, give him that big fatty calf in the back right now. Yeah, that one. Big, big, big one. Big one right there. Fatty calf. So God said, come back home and I got a fatty calf for you. But you got to know that he's at home waiting on you with open arms. It's hard to, to receive love if you've been taught wrong about God's love, right? And so that's how you get over it, man. God's got you. He's got your husband, man. And so don't, but you gotta, you gotta mature. You gotta grow. You gotta forgive yourself. You gotta forgive because forgiveness gives you opportunity to go forward. Forgive, give you the opportunity to go forward, my friend. So be encouraged. I hope that bless you. I hope that helped you. There ain't a mess that God can't clean. But it's hard for God to clean a mess that we make over and over again. So all you got to do is find the facts behind those feelings. Renew your mind in accordance to God's word against those feelings so those feelings can subside and the right, fresh, ripe, fresh feelings will rise. And then you'll be able to flow in the Holy Ghost going forward into your purpose and then begin <clears throat> from your fellowship with the Father, begin to be found along your husband's way. And I'm doing a video next week on next Wednesday for ladies. Lord willing, I'm going to be doing a video. And I'm going to be talking about... Uh, uh, 10 things women must do while waiting to be found. It's going to be good. Good question. Maybe two more questions. I got to go. How do you keep from constantly getting frustrated with someone you're dating? I understand. One of two things is going on. <clears throat> Either you do this. How do you keep from constantly getting frustrated with someone you're dating? You do this right here. First off, you examine your expectations and then you examine their efforts. A woman is only going to get frustrated when her expectations are too high or that person's efforts are too low. That's the only, if you're a woman, I believe, or a man too, frustration. You're frustrated because your expectations are too high. Maybe you're frustrated because he's not moving at the pace that you think he should, but he's possibly moving at the pace that God told him to, right? So if your expectation is too high <clears throat> or unrealistic, then you're going to be frustrated because you're operating at a higher plane than that person was called to walk at. Or you're frustrated because your expectation is even, it's, it's leveled, it's right, and its efforts are not up to par. 
Only that comes from examining a lot of Holy Spirit to show you where your heart is. And the Holy Spirit will let you know your expectation is too high for this guy. I'm still working on him. It was right for y'all to meet, but it's not right for y'all to marry. I met my wife four to five years before we got married. It was right time for us to meet, but it wasn't the right time for us to get married. Because even though it was the right time for us to meet, God still had to carry a lot of things out of us before we married. You see what I'm saying? So you got to examine yourself. Am I am I upset right now? Am I frustrated because of my false expectations? Or am I upset because his efforts are up to par and I could be settling? So that's where it is. Now, how do you overcome that? Facts behind the feelings. Write down the facts. Write down the facts. Write down your expectations. Really, all your expectations. Write them down and write down all of his efforts. If your expectations are accurate to the word of God, and his frustration is solely because his effort is not up to par to the word of God. Then that's when you say, you know what? Maybe we should stop dating and maybe we should seek God to be assured that this is what we're supposed to do. But anytime you feel frustrated, you got to go to the facts. The facts is right now, what is your expectation? Then you'll be able to say, you know what? In light of his effort, in light of the word of God, I'm being too hard on him. I'm being too hard on her. Maybe I should bring it down some. We're not talking about bringing down your standards or your values or your principles. We're talking about bringing down uh, false expectations, putting God-like expectations on that young man, God expectations on that young woman, and it breaks them. And it makes them even it makes it even harder for them to even meet your false expectations because you may not even meet your own expectations. So you gotta look at your expectations and ask yourself, first off, do I meet my own expectations? Because it's wrong to even expect someone to meet expectations that you are not fulfilling. So write down your expectations. Next, I want you to write down, check. Yes, I meet these expectations. The expectation that you meet, line them up with the word of God. That's the word. Is this accurate for me as a woman to be thinking this way? Is this biblical and accurate for me as a man to think this way? Okay, it is. Okay, we good. His efforts are going against the word of God. His effort, he's pressuring me to do things I shouldn't. It's frustrating because he's not communicating. He's frustrated. It's frustrating because he's not, he's forcing me to do things I don't want to. It's frustrating because he wants to play video games all day. It's frustrating because he don't know how to keep a job. It's frustrating. Those things. It's bad. It's bad time to back out. <clears throat> but if he's keeping a good job, he's he's fellowship with the father. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's being wise about his money. He's telling you his intentions with you. He's communicating clearly. He's just telling you it's just not the right time. And you over there getting upset because you wants to be married now because Susie Sue done got her man. Her Instagram was lit off her wedding pics. And now you mad because your situationship or relationship is not at the level where they at. Then it's on you. But I hope they help, my friend. I got to go, y'all. Coaches, I got to tap out. I love y'all. Um, I pray. Um, I'm going to do some more live Q&As. I've been doing a lot of these uh, daily play videos, and it's been taking up my time because I wanna, I wanna, I'm trying to get used to that rhythm. Once I get that rhythm uh, down pack, I'll be back to my lives uh, with Brendan and myself, but uh, a lot of lives with me by myself. Um, but I got a lot of videos that I've done um, this past week and even last week. Let's see what video I did. Uh the first video I did on Monday that you can check out um, today is, um, here we go, How to Prop Pursue a Woman. That's for the fellas. So Mondays is for men, barely mentioned. Tuesdays for theology. And this two, Tuesday's video was this one right here, How to Better Trust God's Timing. The ladies' video that just came out yesterday was Seven Things Women Must Have Boundaries For. And tomorrow, tomorrow, I will be releasing this video at noon. How to Discover Your Calling. This video will drop at noon tomorrow. So make sure you check out those new daily play videos. 
And also, we got a new Good Guys podcast out, Women women in Submission, um, how to submit to the man of God. We we answered a question from a lot of young ladies on how to, what does submission look like in a marriage or relationship? That video came out today. So make sure you go check it out. Um, um, it, you'll be surprised what's in there. There's a lot of great nuggets and tools and wisdom in there. We also talked about engagement rings. Are they too expensive and do they really matter? We also talked about this or that, uh, the difference between gospel music and contemporary music, which one's got to go, this or that. And um, I hope these videos and tools are great resource. Each of those daily play videos come with worksheets. So uh, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Um, 12 o'clock tomorrow, the new video drops. Um, the new videos are out in regards to um, the Good Guys podcast. Make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff. Also, I got some new videos on my Mr. Ezzy page. So I got a lot of videos everywhere to help you guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but go to my website for everything else to give, to get involved, to get me out to uh, in regards to booking, um, to get your resources and tools. And be on the lookout for these new books I'm coming out with. Man, it's going to be good. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all soon. And also t-shirts. This is what we want to be. We want to be whole. We don't want to be the bucket full of holes. T-shirts up on all of my YouTube videos. You can go to my website right now. Go to my store. And there you'll be able to get uh, shirts as well. Uh, let's see if anything, anything else I got. Love y'all. I, I do love the daily plays and the Q&As. I'm, I'm going to come back with the Q&As. I got y'all. Um. Because sometimes the latter, the latter messages I be running to read because I be missing some people sometimes. Uh, y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.